Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. A podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tuso. And I'm Anne Friedman. This week on our agenda, we have a Shine Theory update. Janet Mock was on Super Soul Sunday. We'll be discussing Feminist Selfies, the Kim Kardashian selfie book, the Bruce Jenner interview, Weight Watchers, Spanx, the Amy Schumer makeup sketch, a diva cup of doom, and bleach tampons, as well as Greek heroism. I have to tell you about this absurd thing I did today with several ladies we know and love. I went to an outdoor fair market thing in Topanga Canyon. Oh my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been dying to go to that. Okay. It is a very hashtagged on Tumblr and Instagram event. And I have never been somewhere where it's like there was not an explicitly communicated dress code, but everybody dressed in like such and the exact same style. Wait, um, pause. Does that not happen at the Rose Bowl flea? Because that definitely happens at the Alameda flea. Okay, everybody so- is like dressed for like Instagram. Right. There's a strong subset of Instagram dressers at the Rose Bowl flea, but then you also have like normal humans. And this was an event where there were none of the normal humans from the flea. Like the guy selling lemonade ices or like who's just wearing jeans and sneakers. Like those people were nowhere to be found. It was like all of the vendors, all of the babies were wearing like baby moccasins and like flowing burlap dresses. (laughs) Um, There's nothing I love more than an early morning shopping event you have to dress up for. Let me tell you, I almost bought a sack with straps on it for $70. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But uh, the light was golden. There was a woman singing a song about pentagrams and like playing a xylophone and You're really into witchcraft lately. Hmm. You know, witchcraft is unavoidable in Los Angeles. This is what the New York Times won't tell you. Maybe maybe <laughs> you're just attracting witchcraft, Anne. I don't know. Maybe. Are you saying I'm, I'm like, welcoming it into my life? I'm just saying you own a lot of capes. That's true. Maybe they see, like... <laughs> maybe they see themselves in me. I did see some incredible ceramics. That was the thing I was really tempted to buy today. But our dear friend Kanisha, who made our logo, makes the best ceramics. So I don't need to buy any ever from I other know. people. Um, she makes the best ceramics. We will link to them. Oh, in, my God. Uh, on the website. Duh. Duh. Tactilematter.com. Anyway. Uh <laughs> So that's what I did today. I also ate a $14 sandwich at this place because there was no reasonably priced food and it had like a beets schmear on it and like virtually no toppings for $14. Oh my God. Thank you for creating like a safe space for me to disclose that recently I had a $20 smoothie. Um, It was not (laughs) supersized. It was like normal. It was... It was a normal, healthy smoothie, and I've been hating myself ever since. Did it have, like, bee pollen in it? I, I feel mean, like that's a real ingredient. It had that... bee pollen. It ha- like, it had all the expensive things, except for gold flakes. But I feel, <laughs> I feel really shitty about it. 
and I've been really ashamed, ashamed to talk about it, but thank you for creating that space. $14 sandwich opens that door. $14 beet sandwich. Like, that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, tell me about your week, and... Um, has been really good, really low key. I spent the whole day today prepping and cooking because I'm become one of those boring people. Cooks your meals in advance for the week. Yeah, I'm just like, here are all my meals in advance. Also, I realized that I've been eating the same thing for the last two weeks because I've been trying to eat local. I was like, oh, this is what's going on. Uh, Celeriac every day, pea shoots every day, Mm. (laughs) and oh, what was the other, what's the other thing that's in season that's like boring me right now? Fennel. Oh my god, so much fennel. Ugh. I mean, there's only so much of those like aromatic roots that that one woman can handle. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but you know, talk to me about my ragu game, like on point right now. Mm. Speaking of goop, I know you didn't say that, but Gwyneth endorsed the spiralizer (laughs) recently, which for those of you at home was a gift from Amina to me not that long ago, which allows you to turn vegetables into spirals. I, you know, I've been afraid to ask if you've been enjoying your spiralizer because when I gave it to you, I hope that it would usher in like many delicious meals in your life. But then I felt a little self-conscious about how too on the nose it was. Okay, so here's the thing. I've been mostly using it to slice onions super, super thin and then like pan frying (laughs) them so I can have crispy (laughs) onion topping on my potatoes and soups. But I understand Gwynny uses it to like make zucchini pasta and I will try I know, that's what that. I was going to tell you. The zucchini pasta is the way to go. Also, don't call her Gwynny. So dismissive, <laughs> please. You know I love goop. I mean, you and she have the same taste in like kitchen devices. Of Listen, course. We like relate. You're only as good as your taste. Hello, we have good taste. It's true. I'm not hating. I opened the email and clicked on the article about the spiralizer. I'm admitting this before an audience of hundreds. It's true. One day we'll discuss goop in full because I, yeah, I love goop. Gooptacular, like a special episode. OG, like A++ uh, newsletter. Yeah. Um, I'm not complaining about it. I just, you know, relevant. Sorry, I completely interrupted you. What did you do other than cook this weekend? Um, I feel like I'm avoiding talking about it <laughs> because I can't remember. I'm just like, wait, what did I do that I actually want to talk about? Yeah, you know, like caught up with friends. Uh, good lady friend Martha was in town. Uh, so The pride you know. of Detroit, Michigan. I know, the pride of Detroit. She's uh, she's like the most badass lady. Oh, what else did I do? I watched Super Soul Sunday, a.k.a., you know, like the best part of Sunday today, and I cried many, many times. I mean, great. Janet Mock and Oprah brokered via Twitter? Is that real? Let's talk. I mean, yes. So maybe this is a Shine Theory update that we're starting on. Yes, Oprah great. confirmed on Twitter that she read Janet Mock's book, Redefining Realness, after um, top lady Ashley Ford tweeted about it because Ashley is not a fool and also watches Super Soul Sunday. And yeah, so Janet Mock was on this morning, the most beautiful woman in the world. Uh, it was great. <laughs> I We don't really talk about how much I watch Super Soul Sunday because it's... <laughs> You know, I like to keep some mystery. Right. Something for you. Keep something for yourself. 
Yeah, it's like you need a little bit of religion in your life. And for me, it's Super Soul Sunday or listening to <laughs> Florence and Machine. So... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Super Soul Sunday was great today. Janet talked about her book. She talked about her life and her trajectory. And God, she's... I Like, I love her show on MSNBC, but I've told her many times that I believe it's her starter show. I can't wait till she's, like, running, like, all of television. I, yeah, the show is too... She needs a, a sort of topic breadth as wide as Oprah's. Like, Oprah can talk about anything. Like, Janet is a little bit tied to the themes of her show and, like, the subject areas. We kind of... We need Which her on everything. Which the themes are great. Right. I just want... I just want all of America to know who Jana Mock is, because she's great. If you haven't read Redefining Realness, you should. If you don't follow Janet on Twitter, you should. Basically, Janet's the best. And also her core question, because I read the key quotes from Super Soul Sunday, I did not watch today, but uh, who am please. I to me? Who am I to me is such a great question. So real. And yeah, ugh, man, I'm going to cry all over again. I hope you find a time. Yeah, I hope you find some time to watch it because it was it was so good. Like sometimes Oprah just gets the perfect interview subject, and then they complement each other, and they just get each other. And this was it. Did you see this feminist selfie thing? And I'm so annoyed. Please explain this to people who have managed to avoid the hashtag. So feminists are ugly hashtag is a hashtag, I guess, that's been happening on Twitter for a while. But the way that I encountered it was via this BuzzFeed article titled Feminists are tweeting stunning selfies in response to the feminists are ugly hashtag. Uh, so reasons I'm disappointed there are many anti-feminist stereotypes the fact that this is one that people feel compelled to dispel is just annoying and also you can't really debunk misogyny by reinforcing aspects of it you know (laughs) like aka beauty ideals so I don't know it's just, like, really annoying when feminists just think that they have to validate this notion that a woman's appearance is the most important thing about her. And so that's annoying. This was not fighting fire with fire. This was fighting fire with, like, not being very smart. Right. So basically a bunch of feminists attempted to take back this hashtag by posting selfies that were very flattering or being like, look at how beautiful I am, which is great. I feel like all of these feminist ladies are beautiful but it's also like okay there is a laundry list of stuff that anti-feminists have forever used as like i don't know in a derogatory way to describe feminists i know and you're you're ugly and not fuckable is like the number one ground zero oh my god that's why you became a feminist (laughs) right and so like basically being like no i'm totally fuckable you just don't understand it's like like I don't need everyone to be like, actually, we're ugly and embracing it. That's like the opposite isn't true either. But 
You're totally right. It feels like it's playing their game, not no, rather than play- ignoring. Are you kidding me? If I was like an MRA troll, this is the best thing that I could have ever done. It's like now you have a treasure trove of women's photos. <laughs> yeah. Why? Don't do this. Feminists, please don't do this. I don't know. For some reason, if it were a little bit more knowing, like a feminist or ugly where they're making ugly faces or like something where you're at least pointing out how stupid it is to be judging women based on this fact at all, rather than just like a lot of like, hey, look how pretty we actually are. Like, that doesn't seem like a way of debunking any of this. Yeah, no. And this is not to knock selfies. I love a good selfie. I think... There's almost nothing wrong with self-objectification. This is just really playing into the hands of people who don't want to do good for you. I'm like, show me your smiling face and your hairy legs and Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> like, show me all of these things. Okay, granted, that would be difficult to get in one selfie. But... <laughs> I know. I don't know anybody who is, like, doing full-body selfies that's not Kim Kardashian. P.S. I think my book is coming this week, and I'm very excited about it. I ordered the Kim K. selfie book, Obvi. Signed I mean... copy. She is so brilliant. Like, how brilliant to put out a selfie book. That is just a beyond. It's just She's beyond. so good. And some of those pictures were leaked. And she was like, well, you know, fighting fire with fire. I'm going to just put them in the book. They're so good. She was on Jimmy Kimmel like two nights ago <laughs> showing him how to take selfies. Kim can do no wrong. She's like perfect. Love. I mean, full body. The thing about the full body selfie is I don't have any appropriate mirrors in my house to really accommodate it. Like, you really need like a floor to ceiling mirror situation. Trust me, Anne, it's the next big ticket shopping item in my life is like a Kardashian style mirror. (laughs) You know, like in the 70s when people would do their whole walls in mirrors? I feel like those people were like really smart. (laughs) A whole room of her house just mirrored for selfieing. Uh, While we're on the Kardashian subject, do you want to talk about Bruce Jenner? Because we haven't yet. Um, or not. I, I mean, sure. I love Bruce. <laughs> I don't know what you. What do you want to talk about? You're the one that doesn't watch the show, dude. Um, I actually did finally go back and watch it. All um, of it? Yeah. Well, no. I watched like the highlight reel. I watched like the clips. I did not sit and watch the entire interview. Oh, you mean Sorry. the Bruce Jenner interview? I thought we were talking yeah. about the show. I was like, no, no. Stunned. I'm talking about the interview. Current events. Wait, you didn't watch the whole interview? It's just like an hour and change. Listen, I had a busy week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I, I can't believe you're a real journalist trying to talk to me about a thing you haven't watched. <laughs> talk to me. Behind the scenes, how real journalism works. If you notice, I asked you about it. I didn't say here. No, I know. That's why I'm turning the tables on you. I'm like, I want to know what you think. I was curious about whether Diane Sawyer would do the whole, like, asking all the questions we have come to expect of people who are like coming out as trans or have come out and her sort of saying, so like, what does it feel like to be born in the wrong body or like things that are not actually relevant to a lot of trans people? I honestly Um, thought it was an amazing interview. I've heard a lot of people like, I guess people that we're friends with who are like more progressive be like, Oh, it was, there's a lot of like 101 and really elementary stuff there, but that's good because like the old people need it. And I was like, actually, everybody needs it. Very few people are really aware of trans issues, like aware to the point where they can do a really informed interview about it. I certainly don't claim to know a lot. And I thought that, you know, the interview was like cheesy graphics aside, which that's not Diane's <laughs> fault. Like Diane doesn't run the ABC graphics department. So like, don't try to put that on her. 
I thought that the interview was constructed perfectly, like taking you through Bruce's journey, but also like highlighting um, larger trans issues. I thought she did a great job. You know, let's not forget, it's her first big job since Mike Nichols died. So also emotional moment for like us Diane fans. Really shining, really shining. Yeah, you know, but I think that the interview worked because they were both fully invested. Like, I've been watching the Kardashian show since the beginning, and this was really the first time that, like, Bruce let his hair down, you know? And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. He There's this, like, part of the interview where he just takes his uh, hair tie out. It's, like, literally I screamed at the TV. I was like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> He's 100% open. They even walk you through, like, the pronouns. He still wants people to refer to him as he, him right now. And so it was really annoying to see people on Twitter be like, she or they or whatever. And I was like, no, watch the dumb interview and see Bruce, like, speak for himself. I saw so many articles amended with, like, the glad media guidelines at the top, (laughs) like, a couple hours later. Also, Kim and Kanye are the... MVPs of that interview. Apparently, of all of the kids, Kim, of all of the Kardashian kids, Kim is the most accepting, and it's because Kanye talked her through it, and I was like, yes, this is the best. I know. Well, listen, the most shocking part of the interview is when um, uh, Bruce admits to being a Republican. Diane, like, almost lost her shit. She was like, excuse me, what? Are you a Republican? (laughs) And I was like, that's right, Diane. But yesterday I was looking at this, like, dumb Rick Santorum interview, like, where somebody was trying to, you know, like, trap him into saying something transphobic. Mm -hmm. And he goes, if he says he's a woman, he's a woman. And I was like, what? Coming from Rick Santorum? That's amazing. That is amazing. What has Rick Santorum been doing lately? Just, I I always, in my head, confuse him and the, like, small fat one. What's his name? Um, The one that's on Fox News. That's, like, so ridiculous. Not Carl Rove. Rove. The one that, like, lost all the weight. Um, Huckabee. Mike Huckabee. Like, in my head, they're the same person because they always say the most ridiculous things. And then I see pictures of them and I'm like, oh, Rick Santorum looks like such an asshole. (laughs) Right. But, like, Huckabee is sort of, like, or was for a long time Santorum light. Like, I feel like this is, this is encouraging. I don't know. Maybe I I shouldn't be excited about Rick Santorum just not being an asshole. It was encouraging to me in the sense where it's like, you know, like, even Republicans know they, to quote a very famous college slogan you know they're like roll tide (laughs) the change is coming (laughs) so yeah there's nothing they can do about it it was really it was really great i cried a lot during the bruce interview i watch it with uh our top lady leslie clayton who was very emotional but i know that i'll be happier and i know you will too Said I know that I'll be happier And I know you will too I kind of want to talk about this obituary. Did you read the Let's obituary? You, UPS, I, 
are the best curator of obituaries of anyone I know. Like, so good at finding a good obit. High compliment. If somebody wants to start, like, an obituary vertical, please call me. Because <laughs> I, I do. I uncover the best obits. So this is the obit for... God, I wrote down how to say her name right. Oh, Jean Nyditch, who is the woman who created Weight Watchers. And this is in the New York Times. So she's 91, just died. The picture that they used to illustrate the obituary is amazing. Like I'm staring at it right now. And she's wearing the silkiest blouse. She has the biggest hair. Her glasses are like you know, mid-2000s hipster glasses, but, like, OG 80s. Yeah, no, her wash, and her bling, the nail polish. She's and eating, she is eating the world's biggest slice of cake. I know, you know, like, 17 points on the Weight Watcher scale. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Weight Watchers is a little emotional for me because a lot of women in my life have done Weight Watchers, and there's something... Um, very just comforting about it. It just it reminds me of like my mom and all of my aunts and just this like time where you talk through losing weight with your friends basically. <laughs> and I, I, there's something like very sentimental right. about it, but this obituary is amazing. Like this lady is great. I can't believe I knew nothing about her. And I also feel like she's part of a complicated tradition of women who become seriously important business ladies based on selling stuff that is, like, maybe a little not awesome. Like, you know, applying a point well, system but here's to your the body thing, or the, the Spanx. Obituary, like, or, makes clear, like, that's new Weight Watchers, and she had nothing to do with that. Like, in the 70s, when she was doing, like, her crazy revival, you know, and, like, <laughs> they had, like, a revival in the middle of Madison Square Garden, which is amazing. And, like, her whole message is, like, overeating is an emotional problem with an emotional solution. So, like, that's what the groups are for, you know, and she... Um, like that was the whole thing. And it wasn't until, you know, new owners come and all of this stuff comes in that, you know, like Weight Watchers is very problematic now because they're just trying to sell you like packaged foods. So she never, she wasn't into points. points. She was, I mean, she was definitely like a compulsive eater. She like, the article says that she tried every pill. Um, there's a bit in here about hypnosis that is just like, God, I really wish I had lived through the 60s. It just reminds me of, like, Betty Draper, like, putting that, um, <laughs> that, like, when she's like, goes through her fat phase on Mad Men. It's pretty amazing. But the whole point of the show, of the, not the show, of the program, is to go in and meet other women and talk to them, right? And having this, like, balanced diet. So it was, it was very emotional. And it's not until the new owners kick in. It's, like, very, the point system at Weight Watchers is very recent. Okay. And that was not her doing. I guess in my lifetime, it's something I've always associated with Weight Watchers. And that, like, having um, a ba- this is, like, so real. Like, having a basic understanding of, like, what Weight Watchers points means is, like, you just grew, you grew up a woman. Like, I feel like you can't grow up and not have a basic, like, conversational ability in, like, what Weight Watchers means. Or, like, when someone I, says, I'm doing Weight Watchers, you just know. I used to work with a woman who was, like, obsessed with doing Weight Watchers before her wedding, but obviously was, like, not doing it right, because she would save all her points to drink wine and then get completely sloshed, you know? And I'm like, well, this is, this is maybe not the best way. And I'm going to refill my glass to that. 
<laughs> oh, that's perfect. I'm drinking whiskey. <laughs> Great. I just spilled it all over my lap, and I'm wearing light denim. Whoops. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't know. This made me really nostalgic for this era of, like, really savvy businesswoman. I guess, like, 50s, 60s, 70s. I feel the same way about Lily Pulitzer. Kind of misunderstood. Kind of did, like, problematic things. And we just, like, completely forget about them. I mean, Target has not forgotten about Lily Pulitzer. (laughs) (laughs) Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Lily Pulitzer is, like, a great lady, too, though. It's, like, the whole reason she made those clothes is because she's like, I'm a South Florida mom. Like, you need something I can spill orange juice on and blah, blah, blah. And somehow the clothes have become, like, a symbol for people who are assholes. So is the real lesson... That was not Lily's... That was not Lily's original intent. So is the real lesson for women entrepreneurs, like... To, you just can never sell out because they will pervert whatever your your product was and use it I to, mean, like... I mean, that's, like, for everybody's business, but I think that, like, for rad lady businesses, it just makes you sadder. Oh, my God. Actually, I, did you send me a note about this? Or maybe it's somewhere in our incredibly messy agenda about Spanx trying to change its... Oh, uh, uh, it was me. I removed it for the agenda. How Spanx is, like... They, trying to rebrand? To, they've had to change the recipe. Yes. It had, that article had this incredible quote where they were like, compression is so last decade or something like that. I know. Which kind of sounds insane because... I. I don't know. Another confession. I've been really into athleisure lately, so... (laughs) I feel like you've talked about athleisure on the podcast several times. I'm spending a lot of time uh, in Nike stores buying (laughs) buying pants, especially. And I feel that compression is everywhere. And you know I was like a pioneer of like legging as pants. I know. And I have noticed that even with like just the regular leggings I buy, like everything is compression wear these days. I just had a revelation that leggings were the spiralizer in our relationship of like five years ago where you were like, and get on board with leggings. And I was like, I don't really get it. And then now, of course, I'm devoted. Five years from now, I'm going to be like, I can't live without my spiralizer. (laughs) It's just because my life is like the perfect balance of comfort and chicness. (laughs) That's what's going on. You can't help it. I know. That's like my Venn diagram. It's like comfortably chic. And I feel like now you have a tagline for a line of semi-compression leggings. (laughs) I do like compression caftans. (laughs) Oh my god. I saw so many caftans today, P.S., of all varieties. Almost bought a denim one. Oh no, caftan is a good uniform for Instagram events. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I'm gonna find the I'm gonna find the hashtag and see there was no one in compression wear. I was wearing my Thelma and Louise jeans and I was the most compressed person there. That's reckless. <laughs> I was very out of step with the vibe. <laughs> Have you seen the Amy Schumer girl you don't need makeup sketch? Uh, I have not. I like I I got around to watching the the last fuckable day sketch like 3 months late. So, no, I have not.
So, full disclosure, I am not 100% sold on Amy Schumer. Everybody, literally every day of my life, somebody sends me an Amy Schumer thing and is like, you love her. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. And also I hate sketch comedy, but that's like not her fault. That's nobody's fault. That's my own problem that I'm dealing with. Um, (laughs) But this season has been really interesting of the Amy Schumer show. I watched this, you know, girl, you don't need makeup sketch the other day and it's the first thing that like genuinely made me laugh it pokes fun at this one direction song what makes you beautiful if you haven't seen that video you should probably watch that video first just so you have a good frame of reference (laughs) (laughs) and if you haven't seen the video i sometimes i don't understand how we're friends but (laughs) i actually have seen the video uh okay we can remain friends everything is good in the realm (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's a Game of Thrones reference for you I didn't get that but (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy but so anyway in the sketch she's like dancing around with this fictional boy band and they're singing about how she doesn't do makeup to be beautiful and then she removes her makeup and they change their mind and they ask her to put on like a lot of makeup back on and (laughs) it's it's kind of amazing. Obviously, you know how in this family we feel about that Drake lyric. I was just about to say, this is exactly <laughs> yeah. like Drake claiming he loves you more in your sweatpants. Yeah, it's like, what is it? It's like hair down, something, no, what is it? Oh, sweatpants, hair tied, chilling with no makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was like the thing that like truly endeared me to Drake. Because I was like, oh, you don't know how much contouring it actually takes to make these like girls that you like look natural. Do you think that Drake has ever seen a woman without makeup? He was like a child star. Yeah, I but I don't possible. think he knows the difference. You know what I mean? He's just like, Drake thinks they're beautiful women and not beautiful women. And it's like, it's like when he sees a no makeup selfie, he doesn't understand what's going on. Right. <laughs> Like, does not compute. Yeah, he's just like, did you just wake up? Like, (laughs) Totally. You look really tired today. That's my favorite male comment about women who aren't wearing makeup. Are you... You look really tired. Are you getting sick? Yeah, it's my whole life. I'm like, my whole life is one big no makeup selfie. Like, get it together. You know, or like the all natural makeup movement, which I don't understand. This video is, like, it's amazing. It's pretty funny. I really, I kind of sort of want to make you watch it. Girl, I want to get real with you. I got a lot of regrets in my life. I regret missing my father's funeral to audition for The Voice. I regret being high when my niece was born. But most of all, I regret telling you not to wear makeup. That's on me. But what's on you is hopefully more makeup. See, it's like I tore up the shag carpet assuming there were hardwood floors underneath. But it turned out to be just dirty linoleum. These are just metaphors, girl. But they are about your face. And even all those studies show, if you want to be taken seriously at work, you got to put a little bit of makeup on. (laughs) Everybody knows that, but I thought it was really cleverly done, and it's really good about, like, poking fun at people who, like, don't understand, you know, the, like, natural-unnatural spectrum of of the situation. Right, people who don't understand that Beyonce didn't actually wake up like this. It's just a turn of phrase. (laughs) I know, but I, like, kind of respect Beyonce a little bit more than, like, all of the, like, assholes in my life who are, like, 
the you know like have you heard of the no makeup makeup trend and i'm like just die in a fire right those, those are not real things wear makeup and own it don't wear makeup and own it it's not that big of a deal thank you amy schumer <laughs> uh let's talk about periods Oh my god, tell me, are you on a period? I'm not. I'm like, you know, you would think it would have started in like the Luna tent in Topanga Canyon today or whatever. (laughs) But but no. You're gonna wake up tomorrow just like (laughs) connected to like the hundreds of women that were there. I know. My cotton pony is stored underneath the the bathroom sink. (laughs) I'm, I'm good. Oh my god. Oh my god. Do you want to read this terrifying email we got about the Diva Cup? Oh, yeah. So so here's the thing. I am also not on a period, so I haven't tried the Diva Cup. But I I am hearing all you divas loud and clear. I need a name for, like, Diva Cup aficionados. I'm just going to call them divas. But I have received some, like, very troubling mail also about Diva Cups. This is from uh, Sophie, all the way from Australia. Hi, Sophie. Um, or maybe Sophie doesn't want us to say her name. (laughs) (laughs) This is from a really there are a lot of Sophies in Australia. It's I know, but I'm just like she. But you know, she's probably told this story to at least one person. That's true. So anyway, here is this email. I had a vagina crushing experience (laughs) on my first diva cup period. Vagina crushing, and what what the leaflet failed to emphasize. I purchased mine through Groupon and the company <laughs> literature had illustrated instructions, sans writing, reminiscent of Ikea instructions. Sophie, let's talk about Groupon for two seconds. Oh, let's not. Don't be buying things that go in your body on Groupon. Never. Never. Um, on discount. <laughs> Nothing that goes in your vagina should ever be purchased just because it was on a discount. <laughs> That's amazing. What the leaflet failed to emphasize is that you have to break the seal <laughs> upon removal. This means that before you pull the cup out, you have to run your fingers around the rim of the cup while it's still inside you. I was ignorant of this. The literature inside indicated nothing of the sort. And as a cup-shaped receptacle in a vagina canal is wont to do while being removed, a suction effect was created. I'm I'm covering my eyes with my hand as if I can actually see this in front of me. I am not even kidding. It was worse than any hymen breaking slash STI slash Frida Kahlo accident imaginable. Oh, man. No, I actually cried. (laughs) After my labia were so bruised, torn, and inflamed that a full week later, my doctor falsely diagnosed a herpes herpes outbreak. Let the record show I don't have herpes. You go, girl. In short, trauma. Veritable trauma. Oh my god. Oh, this is like a cosmopolitan my... it happened to me for or is that or was it seventeen from like the nineties? I know. Oh. So listen, this is the second email I've gotten about this. Yeah, so now I'm just looking at this like unopened diva cup and I'm like definitely considering returning it to did, Amazon. So did not you look Groupon. at Did you look at the literature? Is she right that it doesn't say anything about I'm not breaking the open seal? It in case I return it. <laughs> so I haven't opened it yet. They'll still take it back. They won't be like it looks like this diva cup has been inside you. <laughs> oh, you're right. So maybe I should look at it. Yeah. Listen, I'm on the website right now, diva cup 
dot com slash how it works slash how it works slash it's just eight more slashes of how it works so they tell you how to fold they tell you how to push down there is nothing here about running your hand on the rim but i guess if you folded it yeah i'm not playing this game sorry oof I'm is already it, over it. Is that the, <laughs> is that the last and final Diva Cup date? The nail in the Diva Cup coffin? <laughs> this is the nail in the Diva Cup closet. Oh, this is really rad lady Sophie who wrote us, who like sent in an FAQ for Diva Cup. Oh. I feel like we should post this on the website just because. Because it's so good. What's the best way to clean your cup? What makes it the best? How do you clean between periods? How do you store? Does it leak? Here's the answer to does it leak. If it's in right, it should not leak. But you know, sometimes you're in a weird position, it will leak a little. Mm. Hmm. And that's just the reality of periods, no. <laughs> that should not be the reality of periods, Sophie. That happens with tampons too, right? For one unfortunate story about a diva cup leak, listen to this episode of Talk Shame. I will send you the link to the Talk Shame thing because it was really funny. <laughs> okay, I can't wait. Yeah, I, yeah, so this will be the final Diva Cup date. Like, no thank you. Okay, in other news about things I actually do put in my vagina, did you see this bill that Representative Carolyn Maloney has reintroduced for the 10th time about disclosing what materials go into tampons? Yes, yes. Ugh, tell us about it. I mean, it's not so much that the companies who make this stuff don't really want to disclose all of the product safety information. That doesn't shock me because they're all major companies and whatever. But what does shock me is that she's been reintroducing this bill 10 times. Here's the thing. If there was sort of like a very easy to find, like all natural fibers, no bleach, OB quality tampon, I would buy it. And I do buy like the, the, whatever, seventh generation ones when I find them. But like, the truth is sometimes you need a tampon and you're only like near a Rite Aid and like, you just take what you can get. No, it's true. Well, also once upon a time, I'm I'm afraid to Google it because I don't even want to pull up the results. But I read about how like there is some Uh, mold on some tampons and it's like inevitable. Um, This article quotes a microbiologist at NYU who is like, there are a lot of leachables, is the word, that, that come from fibers and they oh. leach out chemicals. Even if they're organic, they can, they can you know, release chemicals and clog your liver. And it seems like, on one hand, I'm like, this is a big deal. This is stuff that like is inside your body and we don't know all the chemicals in it. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I brush my teeth with Crest and it's bright blue and that's probably not good for me either. And like, I am constantly ingesting chemicals. <laughs> I know it's wrong. I mean, I know it's like, I should probably, you know, be all natural, everything. Wow. And we're back to Topanga so fast. But um <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, it's like it's upsetting when I sit and read about it, but it's very hard in my day to day life to feel like super upset every time I put in a tampon that appears bleached. This is just the reality. I mean, I don't feel I don't know. I think it's a huge leap for me from this to like all natural because you know how I feel about like woo science. Like, no. Um but the thing about it that was really crazy when I was reading this is realizing that there's just some things that you put in your body so much right. you just don't even question where they come from, you know? And I realized that this is what was going on yeah. here and it made me right. really angry. 
Also, the average woman will use over 16,800 tampons and sanitary pads in her life. This is the average wow. woman. So for the heavy bleeders, wow. just think about it. I mean... <sighs> Uh, you see, this is, this is the kind of shit that, like, makes me want to, like, try Diva Cup and then, you know, like, uterine prolapse. I don't know, Anne, you, like, really... I didn't intend that to be a counterpoint, I'll be honest. (laughs) But it did kind of come out that way, didn't it? I mean, I think the counterpoint is to, like, not have periods at all. I thought you were going to say not have a uterus, which same thing, probably, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. Same things. There, there are other ways to not have periods. Sure. Shout out all my ladies who skip the placebo pill. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. The, the, a strong, a strong, proud group there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, please, I don't need to see this. They're like the never bleeds, uh, like never nudes, but <laughs> the never bleeds. Listen, that's the club I try to be in all the time. Yep. Every once in a while, you have accidents, but you know, yep. this is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, talk about another thing that's gonna keep me awake at night. I wanted to read to you really quickly this funny thing that happened in Greece because I'm a bad person. I don't know why you're a bad person, but I can't wait to hear. Well, you know how I love like political spouses. They're my favorite. So this thing happened in Greece. Um, really quick, like primer. Greece is basically the Detroit of Europe. Like you can send somebody like at PayPal for 10 euros and buy a house at this point. They have no money. They have so much debt. It's crazy. Are they also and, doing a program where writers can get a house for free? If yes, they for to like Greece? one euro, you can get a house as a writer in Greece. You can buy the Parthenon at this point. <laughs> and so the Greek finance minister is this guy, Yanis uh, Vorafukis, who I've been kind of obsessed with because the news is always like... um making him into this like popular guy like he wears jeans he wore this like he like basically wore a hoodie to like some really important meeting he flies coach you know because his like country has no money so he's like we can't be living like we have too much money but um (laughs) anyway grace is like falling apart like that's all you need to know i feel like wendy davis like giving you a political update i'm loving this i'm loving it ridiculous but so he was hanging out with his wife at dinner his wife is this like really famous greek artist who does these like great light installations this is actually how i found the article was because of her not through him sorry Giannis. They're having dinner and these like anarchists basically tried to <laughs> to beat him up or I don't know what they do in like countries with anarchists, like who knows. But so wife Danae like totally saved his life. From the article, I quote, before I could stop her and before the anarchists reached us, Danae rose and wrapped her arms around me, turning her back to them so that they would have hit her before they got me. And I was like, What? This is insane. Way to go, lady. Second of all, like, not all superheroes wear capes, apparently. And (laughs) she just, like, this reminds me of the Wendy Deng story when somebody, Wendy Deng, wife of, um, what's his name, Rupert Murdoch? I always called him Rupert Murdoch, Murdoch, Mm -hmm. which is a very sexy name. (laughs) Definitely sexier than Rupert. You know, like, when somebody, like, 
hit her husband with was it pie or something? I don't remember. She like slapped that. Yeah, she, it was like, like a cream pie that person. And I was like, God, these like political spouses. This is too much. It's too much. I also love it as a counter narrative to the like we must protect women and children I know, kind of she's thing. Like, we must it's protect like, the finance minister. <laughs> We must protect the weak finance It's so minister. crazy. Also, Giannis, like, <laughs> routinely looks like a thug. So the fact that his wife had to protect him is my favorite thing in the whole world. Well played, Danae, wife of Giannis. I know. Also, okay, just Google imaged Giannis. And he, he has a little bit of, like, an action villain vibe about him. I, I don't just say that because he's bald. I love that you're calling him an action villain and I'm like, he's a thug. Let me show you this picture in London where he was wearing this ridiculous jacket. I love that. Maybe the rest like, of the podcast is just has- us Google imaging things and talking to each other about it. <laughs> no, he has this leather jacket that he always, like whenever he wears it, I'm like, who did you come to rob? Just Google. Oh my God, I see it. Jacket. I see it. Is he wearing it over a blazer? <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Oh this is so practical. I love him. <laughs> he like doesn't care. He's just like, here's my chunky boots. Here's my leather jacket. Like I don't have time. For the this. caption. He's in London. The caption is Downing Street catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. I love a Marxist in a good leather trench coat. It's, oh, it's so good. Okay. Well. I feel like we have hit the low and the lowest. (laughs) (laughs) Might be time to pack it in. I mean, it's been I've been I've just been sitting here letting wine slowly dry, like like on my lap where I spilled it about twenty minutes ago. So that's where we're at over here. (laughs) Okay, and people can find us many places (laughs) on the internet on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com, on Twitter at callyrgf. You can write us at gmail um call yrgf at gmail.com or go itunes exactly where you should like us and leave us a nice review because because we like nice reviews and yeah see you on the internet see you on the internet